vedere. I'm stoked. I'm stoked because of my next guest. My next guest is actor Travis Caldwell. Travis has been a working actor in Hollywood for 15 years. He's been a good friend of mine for over 10 years. He's special. He stands out. He's one of a kind. He's like a slice of key lime pie. Picture six pies on a table. You're at your grandma's house for Thanksgiving. All the pies are out. Key lime pie has that extraordinary ability to really get your attention and wonder what it is, even if you've never even had it. And if you don't know Travis by name, surely you've seen him in something before because he's been in everything. He sits down with me at Jackson's Restaurant in Manhattan Beach, California. We're discussing auditioning, fighting for roles against Zac Efron at J-Lo's house nonetheless, getting an agent, staying in the game, playing the game, and what it takes to be a successful working actor in this entertainment climate. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my good friend, actor Travis Caldwell. Let's go. It's a beautiful Sunday here in Manhattan Beach. We're at Jackson's Restaurant. My friend, actor, just overall model. What nice I- guy, not a model. Uh, uh, brilliant in bed. Uh, <laughs> I, I always drinks old fashions. Uh, guy. Wait, wait, wait. Do you hear that? Mm. That's the sound of perfection from Happy. these neat microphones. Oh. That oh. are so nice to uh, grace us with, so we can hear this great audio today. Thank that, you, Neat that, Microphone. That was the most surprisingly <laughs> brilliant plug that I've ever seen. <laughs> quick. Oh quick. my God. Wow. Dude, it's a dude, improv. Neat microphones. Oh my God. I took an acting class once because yeah, you okay? I want to direct. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Talk about crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the worst kind of therapy you can ever have. It's, but I wanted to learn not to act, but how to direct actors. And how initially did you get the acting bug, as they say, or how did you sure. learn how to do this? Or how, what made you, was it high school, a uh, play? No, no, actually, I, I stayed away from that world, actually. It was, um, you know, my sister's a dance choreographer. Um, so we kind of always grew up in, like a, in a dance world, which is something I don't think I've ever told you. Um, um, so yeah, I <laughs> mean, I, I, and it was uh, yeah, but it's probably a good reason. I'm a dancer. Um, yeah, so I started as a dancer, and then I, I ended up um, you know, ballerina. Like, no, 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 not like that. Like more like just like that hip hop kind of like just you know really kind of make counts because I then they did these commercials for like you know Target or Walmart where you'd see like these little kids dancing that were kind of <laughs> like just kind of nice with it, right? And I would go to like Millennium or Edge, these dance studios out in LA when I was like 13 to 14. And I would fly out every weekend with like, my mom, and um, and this is coming from Arizona, so not too far. Um, and that's obviously where I'm from. But uh, I, I would do this Phoenix, every weekend. Scottsdale? It's a Phoenix, actually. Yeah, and uh, Abatuki, to be exact. I know, I'll say it again, Abatuki. It's a weird one. Um, and uh, we would come out, you know, uh, every weekend I would do these random classes, and I would come back to high school, and then I ended up leaving high school around uh, 10th grade in January, um, had to drop out, got a GED, got emancipated so I could work on set without a school teacher, Holy and smokes. then finished up online to get a diploma from Mesa Distance Learning or something like that. And I did this all before I was 17 years old. So Holy it was smokes. it was crazy, and then, um, you know, the acting thing came with uh, just, I was in kind of 
being on sets. I, I was just yeah, I was I was just doing a bunch of commercials. And I was just trying to you know make it harder for myself in a way. And I was like, well, I could you know do this. I love television. I love movies. And uh, um, you know I should really focus up and try to get into this world. But I could barely read in general. <laughs> I could uh, uh, dyslexia is very uh, very present in my life and uh that would be terrifying to ever like publicly speak and especially to ever do it um in front of an audience or even um on camera you know uh, -huh. uh you know how it is there's 300 people behind the camera expecting oh, yeah. you to carry the ball and don't fuck this up so um yeah, yeah. so That 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 alone and that those classes eight years later of uh, trying to find what works and what doesn't work and mistakes after mistake it it actually ended up working out pretty well for me I mean, just to come out here is one thing. To acquire an agent is such an accomplishment in itself. To become a working oh, yeah. actor, and, you know, I was checking out your IMDb and just stuff you've told me about. I mean, you've been in 30, 40 projects. Yeah, um, I'm just, uh, I'm the ghost actor. It's like the guy, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, there's that guy. Oh, well, I used to call you Chris Evans because when Chris Evans was first blowing up, he was a little skinnier like yeah. you. I mean, you look yeah, just like had, him, I think. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had, we had a similar look. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's a... Well, actually, I wish Chris I Evans looked like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, oh, you know, actually, I just had a, a birthday, man, January 16th. I know, man. I gave you two shout-outs because yeah. I messed up the date on uh, yeah. my IG story. But yeah, happy I birthday. Feel, I feel pretty good. Uh, it's uh, 31. It's never felt any better honestly i still feel 22 is that immature to say no i um i feel 13 14 sometimes <laughs> i think acting and feeling young is a key to uh aging well and yeah any, uh, platform 20s 30s 40s but um hey we birthday. still we still got it well, we still look good yeah you a little bit. I mean, I had some hard years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. falling I mean, down on your knees. On. And yeah, yeah, don't beat yourself up here. <laughs> I had someone approach me last night at NAM, the uh, musician conference thing down in Anaheim that said I should tell all these crazy stories and just call it, thank God I'm not dead. And each uh, episode, I said, oh, <laughs> Jesus. My mom might tune into that one or maybe other people. Yeah, and, sure. Get the uh, real story. But the, just <laughs> how I'm banned from the Bellagio, that story in itself is probably, you know, 30 40 minutes of screen time well, i mean yeah that's a big place <laughs> thank god the piano bar shut down in hollywood as well because they saw me coming from three blocks away and oh, I smell yeah. him he's coming oh yeah the piano bar that's right yeah the dream took that over oh, that was a there. nice little spot i'm kind of upset that they hollywood uh, staple of uh coolness you know yeah, i thought that was like there. a landmark i thought you can't like tear down like Promosa cafe like where elvis used to hang out they're revamping that whole place but they were trying to tear it down really i was like you can't tear that down it's been there for 50 years tear down <laughs> the mark twain hotel or gilbert hotel or all those fucking little crack dens right there it's amazing in hollywood i just did a little dock in there the other day and it's like you know, you'll be at Tao or some trendy huge nightclub, and then it's like outside there's someone shooting up, and you know, then you walk past a couple Instagram models, and then it's yeah. like you're in it's just so many different things going <laughs> yeah, on there Hollywood from the homeless to the, the celebrities to it's so small, too. Well, you know, Hollywood is kind of dirty, like, but then again, you know, Sunset and Vine, I don't know if you've seen it lately. I mean, I, I, well, you go to a school over there, yeah. so you, you've seen like all the development, all the new places coming oh, yeah. up. It, it's going to be Times Square 10 years from now. Maybe not. They come in, Times Square, but you get it. The people that live there, they push them out, jack up the rent, and then it's just like downtown now. That's like the hip place to live in L.A. For I mean, from what I hear, and 
you know, that was I've would never even go downtown unless it was like a Laker game or downtown can be scary alone. <laughs> it can be a little scary. Uh, yeah, that's the truth. Um, Let's get back to acting. I have so many yeah. friends, and I think it's just uh, instrumental. You know, we meet the creatives. That's kind of what we do on this uh, show and talk to photographers and actors and musicians. And what's the process for one to take when you decide you want to go? I mean, another thing I think to make aware to everyone is, you know, a lot of people, everyone gets a little bit of fame now with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can make yourself, you have a voice, you know, you can... Yeah. Especially from the female uh, perspective, because you can get on if you're a good-looking girl, and just put a picture of yourself with some "live, laugh, love" quote, and you get 300 <laughs> likes. Maybe get a little titty or something, <laughs> and you know, then it's like you get that uh, rush of dopamine where you're feeling like a star, kind of. You know, yeah, you get that absolutely. Kim Kardashian effect. But one thing to know <laughs> is, <laughs> you, um, you know, every girl in every little small town in America wants to make it and the buses are passing each other from Hollywood to Iowa City or wherever the hell you're coming from or going on the way out and the way in yeah how do you, when you come out here it's always Ohio, it's always Ohio. why or <laughs> Texas right that's the crossroads of America oh yeah. no Indiana is where I was yeah. born actually I should know that um, uh oh <laughs> but what what what's the first thing to do you start getting in front of casting agents you, um, um, yeah no the the process is uh, extremely annoying I, I could probably tell you um, I've been on at least and this is no joke at least over 1500 auditions probably more and oof. you book maybe 50 of those right 1500 like, auditions booking 50 I know, and it's terrible, terrible. The worst odds that you're you're in a job that's based on other people's opinions, which is terrible. <laughs> um, and you and you understand even on the music side, that's even worse. Yeah. Um, uh, these the, the process is you. They always say, "Well, enjoy the journey, right?" But then you know, <laughs> well, fuck you guys. Um, you're not you're not in it. And then also, uh, my piece of advice that I always say to anyone that's anyone starting doing this or like just thinking about doing it, I say it always gets worse. And there is a positive out of that. It always gets worse. Um, uh, I know it might be kind of cynical, but, you know, it's it's true. It's yeah. going to get worse. And if you expect that, then, you know, if you do well, and then it will get better. <laughs> There's only one way to go at your lowest, right? <laughs> Even the actors I know that are, you know, like your status, have been in a, a ton of different projects, know their way around, and know the right people. Yeah, it's even you know Chris Pratt has to audition sometimes. I'm sure. Sure. Maybe you know not I, I got a few years ago. I mean, everybody is you know fighting for roles. It's so competitive. It's the worst. I mean, you have to truly be talented. One. I got a I got a great story for you. Bring it on. Um, okay, so this is a process of a casting process um, of a movie called The Boy Next Door, and uh, and. Uh, I'm in a in a room with you know the under guys that look just like me, right? Doing the same thing, trying to read it the same way. So there is some kind of like a level and ability of like you trying to get past the other guy with like a certain like technical or like a good, you know, a good audition. You're gonna win and stuff like that. But um, so when I when I went for this movie, The Boy Next Door, which is a terrible movie by the way, it got like 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> not good, but a uh, big studio film. And, um, they gave Once Upon a Time a bad review. Yeah, well, Fuck stay them. with me. Stay with me. Critics. So uh, I'm going to the to the audition, and I, I do well. And then they're like, all right, well, we have you for a callback, which is like, you know, just another bullshit formality of just saying, hey, come on back, do the same thing again in front of the producers. Great. And then once I did that, I went to the next, uh, uh, next stage, which was uh, – 
um, me going to Jennifer Lopez's house uh, in Calabasas. And uh, th- this was the most yeah surreal moment of my life. And it's a it's a pretty intimate movie and also a script. It's about like an 18 year old kid that's in school that obviously falls in love with his teacher that she that he tries to kill. Like the other side is swim fan. Remember that movie? Yeah. Like that shit. So uh, I I go to her house and I'm sitting there in her you know her crazy estate and there's horses running around. Time out. Was this the movie that came out like three years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was a yeah, giant very. film. Yeah, it was. Um, and uh, I'm sitting in her dance studio and I'm sitting there and going, wow, this is pretty cool. I can't believe I'm here. And at that point, I've never played any like bad, sinister kind of roles. I was just very like campy and, you know, like everything's fine and like pat me a little puppy dog style or whatever. Um, and Zac Efron walks in, and this other guy walks in, <laughs> Brian something. That, I think the guy that booked it was one of her dancers. So I'm like, ah, oh, great. Well, here we go. And I think Zac Efron was just getting out of rehab like that next day. These guys don't go through the process. These guys just get a phone call, and they just walk in. So, you know, I'm the, am I the fluffer? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, <laughs> okay, here we go. So they asked me to fluffer. go first. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. They asked me to go first, so I'm like, okay. And uh, I, I, I walk in, and I'm like, well, I, I gotta, you know, I, I'm in her movie theater. What's the setup? Like 50, You're in her dance theater? Yeah, no, I'm in her dance up? studio. Like, there's mirrors, like a real dance studio. And then that was the waiting room for us. And then we walked into her movie theater room, and I met her, you know, right outside the door. And I was like, oh my God, it's her. And, um, <laughs> you know, come on, it's every boy's dream, right? You're like, oh my God, it's her. And I was like, you know, walking pretty, yeah, walking pretty pompous of going like, well, I have to set the tone here. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go, full physical. I gotta go in there. Like, I'm gonna. So I asked her. I was like, hey, I, I know the scene kind of requires some intimacy. Do you mind if I? And she's like, oh yeah, go for it. I was like, oh shit. All right, nice. here we go. <laughs> so in front of these people, I'm almost shaken, right? Because it's like, dude, I, what's there? Like a couple producers? Uh, there's like a good 15 people in there. Oh, a couple man. suits and a couple, you know, just randos. Um, people that you haven't met before. Just, you know, people covering their hands up like this, kind of, you know. And then I think the director was the, the director of the Fast and the Furious. So we had some rapport because he was from Gilbert, Arizona. Anyway, moving on, he kind of set it up for us and it was just her and I and I'm touching her and I'm kissing her from her uh, her ear to her neck down to her lips and then she throws me off and it was great. It was, I got to kiss J-Lo and I walked out of there. It is so chipper but I messed up every single line <laughs> and I couldn't get it together and um, then I had to pull back from my choice of going full physical and I walked back out and it was just like American Idol style. I waited for the other guy to come in and the other guy came out and said, all right, thanks, Travis, you can move on. And I'm like, shit, ah. I lost, but I was there and it was great and I kissed J-Lo and it was real and I want that tape so bad, but I'll never see it. They, yeah, they have that burned somewhere. Yeah, it's they burned. <laughs> kept you there though? They kept me there because it was like, a pr- sometimes the process changes when they see the other reader read and they're like, well, if there was a change then they might want to see, the director might want to call you back in and give you a new choice to say, well, uh, do it like this and then if you're capable of you know, being malleable, so to speak, to, to change it, then you're probably either going to be considered. But like I said, I, I was the youngest there. Uh, I, I was pretty, you know, cookie cutter, very... Uh, puppy dog is not really edgy like those guys were at the time. So, um, what you know. the, what's uh, Zach Efron and all about? Was he? Yeah, he, line up yeah he, didn't, he didn't get. <laughs> he didn't get it. He looked good. He was. He was clean. Apparently, you know, he came out of that Malibu uh, uh, rehab center a couple of days prior, and he probably was, you know, sitting on that script for a while. So that he was probably, you know, 
He's he's incredible. He he's good. He knows what he's doing. Oh, and yeah. the other guy was her backup dancer, so he so happens to be an actor. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously he won, I guess. But, uh, good company there, though. Very good company. You know, it was nice to be validated like that in in a in a brilliant way. And and yeah, I mean, the whole point of the story is to kiss J Lo. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, also just to be, who sets that up for you? You you audition. Oh, this is the best part, the by the way. I forgot the best part. Yeah. Uh, they didn't go physical. They didn't. They didn't Zach do that. No, they didn't do it. Casting director was like, "Hey, just so you know, they didn't do that." I was like, "Was that bad? <laughs> Is that wrong?" And she's like, "Nope, they just didn't ask." And I was like, "Okay, well, there we didn't take initiative." Yeah, the fluffer committed. <laughs> Efron said, "Yeah, keep it. Keep the brown hair boy here. I like him." Yeah, I like him. Um, but who sets that up for you? You get uh, you you get on a phone call with your manager and your agent, and they're they're kind of. And also, when you when you screen test like that, um, you see the contract before, so you see what you're going to be making. And if it's like a TV show, you'll see like oh, wow, all the all that. the money and all the formalities. So then everyone's on the horn with you with your lawyer group and uh, who represents you with uh, through the agency and the management. And they're all on the phone, and you know they're all you know pumping you up, and it's great. So when you arrive, you sign this paperwork of saying like, okay, I'm ready for six year commitment on TV shows, movie wise is whatever is. The uh, commitment for uh, I didn't the know filming that. dates. That's so interesting. Yeah, which is kind of it's terrible because once it once you know it, it you don't win, then it could be three of you, it could be eight of you, it could be two of you. Then they just rip up that contract and say, well, it's not happening. Gosh, but it's like almost like I don't so want to see this. I don't want to yeah, see exactly. this contract. Don't show me until I get it. This is dumb. Um, but yeah, that process is pretty cool when you're when you're at the end. Very cool. What um, did you start doing acting classes or did you just yeah, practice at uh, home? Yeah, I actually did um, Crash. the Michael Wilson studio and uh, and uh, Anthony McGarren. Um, I, I went to a lot of different coaches because I, I kept seeing all of us kind of making the same choices uh, within the same class. So I was like, well, I don't want to sound like the next guy. I got to go to a different coach. And then I would, you know, something was wrong or something worked. And then, you know, the, I would, like I said, uh, you know, be malleable again. I'm just like trying to bend and find out what what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. And then, uh, yeah, it was nice to see all those different coaches and all those teachers. Um, Usually, they're pretty it was, accomplished. Uh, it was good. It's just a good idea. It's, it's just because I was like, well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna look bad, and also I don't wanna lose. You know, it's so funny when you go to all these classes, you learn all these rules, and then you have to figure out how to break them all after. Cause and that's the most difficult part about the 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 uh, art. What do you mean? You have to break. You them. have to like, uh, you, you know, like acting is acting without acting, right? <laughs> it's so redundant yeah. and stupid, but it's like what we're doing now. This this is Oscar worthy. <laughs> if you can if mimic this again without like seeing a tell or you know, you knowing like okay, I'm acting now or I'm not acting now, then. You know, then it's uh, it can be really brilliant. You know, it can be really organic. It could be nice. It could be real. You know, and someone can really believe you, like you're saying it for the first time. It's a performance. It uh, is. Yeah. It's a. You know, they they always say like actors are, the best lawyers. You know, so it's a. We're not lying. We're telling the truth within the moment. Especially method actors. What does method actor mean? It's your. You believe you're the character even outside yeah. the you set you know or they yeah. you you go down five senses so it's like you you know what that person eats smells uh, like okay. you know sees and you know wakes up <laughs> in the morning with it's all that if you really want to go in you can really go in are you dabbling in the dark side sometimes when you have to go in these you know, characters you I know mean, they're exploring parts of your brain yeah I mean seems now like that so since after J Lo uh uh. 
I've always been playing the bad guy. So I've always told myself I would never mess this up again because I was so upset that I, you know, I was kind of felt like I was, you know, like I was puppy dogged. So I was like, oh, I'm never going to, I'm edgy now. Like, this is it. <laughs> and then, uh, and that's how I became playing the bad guys. But that was the process. Sometimes you take that home when you go too dark and you, and then you kind of like, you feel kind of like just powerful kind of human because you someone just allowed you to be so cynical and evil not that i'm a murderer or anything you're i'm just saying I've probably met <laughs> i'm just actually. saying you can come home and feel like uh, you could be someone else for a little bit and it, it is exciting but then also it's uh you know you gotta keep yourself in check it's a lot harder than most people would think though because i, I mean he pleasure took it home joker What's that? Heath Ledger took it home, the Joker. Oh, yeah. You know, he didn't. He never left he that. If you ever saw Dr. Grave. Parnassus after that movie that he did after the Joker, or, I mean, uh, after the uh, uh, the Dark Knight. Um, he did a he, film after that? I thought people yeah, had to he come did. in and finish his. And then, um, and then they, well, they did, because he, he only shot uh, a quarter of it. And then they, um, and then Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell, like, took over for him. And then I, well, I think Jude Law. Oh, so there is performances from those actors in the Dark Knight. So um, if you're looking at it, you, it might not be Heath Ledger. It could be some other. No, no, no. Heath Ledger, when when he shot The Dark Knight, he left you know the set and he was done with the movie and he started this new movie with Christopher Plummer. Okay. And it was uh, Doctor Parnassus of something or whatever it was called, and uh, Johnny Depp and and Colin Farrell and Jude Law like had a uh, finished filming for him because he died, but oh. I think that he uh, talk about method acting as in like he probably. You know, took that uh, all that home and all that uh, weight and emotion and you know that craziness. Oh yeah, big time. He used he it. You know, he loved it. On all kinds of drugs, couldn't go to sleep and Xanax and so. But some of those scenes then are gonna have. You're looking at Johnny Depp then or something. Yeah, you're looking at. Uh, you, oh, you haven't seen this movie? I've seen Dark Knight, but I don't. I no, I mean the the Doctor Parnassus. Uh, uh-uh, I never even heard of it. It's a weird movie. <laughs> it's a weird movie, but uh, Andrew Garfield. Love him. Yeah, he's in it. Um, like I said, he let when you watch it, you'll go, "Oh, okay." You can even see like him like licking his lips, like like the same. It's the same thing. He did. He took that home. He didn't. He couldn't get out of it. And he was, he, you know, and also like uh, there was like little ticks that you would see, like uh, like you know somebody on speed would be, you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, I know he was doing some of that too. I think, pretty sure. That I know. I know he was on a couple pills um, and a couple different. Ambience, Boys that were like, yeah, that whole story. Yeah, let him kind of loose and let him kind of like, yeah, nah, 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 you know, like what that oh, that shit yeah. he would do in the well, movie. You did that good. You are and an then, actor. Uh, yeah, stop it. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, and he he did that in the other movie, and like you don't really see that. I think the only other movie that he's ever kind of like gone to that threshold of being weird is Candy. And that's another weird, weird dark boy. Very weird. Is um, he a male prostitute in that? I don't know. I actually haven't seen it in a long time, but I know the like the front cover is him just like strung out, like just out cold, and it just looks like bad. See, those roles are something that actors probably love that they can sink their teeth into, but you know, at the same time, it's like it's not worth that. Nothing's worth that. You no, know, I know, but it's like you know, sometimes people have to like uh, find a release or like a way to be like you know. Uh, to come back to who they are, remind themselves. Like I, maybe you have to write something down. I don't know. I'm not a method actor, so I, I wouldn't really know. Um, but I feel like a to go method, it's like something that's that's never happened to you or it's the unknown. So it's like, well, you have to. 
uh, I guess to, you have to fully engulf yourself yeah. because then uh, no one will believe you and That's you're like not going to win and it's going to look bad And if you don't, right? So it's like, well, I'm going in, but you're going to be the weirdo. You know, <laughs> and everyone's going to treat you oddly. Like, uh, Who did Jim Carrey play? Uh, Andy Kaufman? There's a yes. documentary. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't realize how... There's a documentary behind the scenes of yeah. when he would I watched for like a thing. year he didn't come out of character of Andy I didn't Kaufman. know that. And people on that. set were like, "This guy's fucking nuts." No, the, the, even the weirdest thing is his family shows up and was like treating him like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> that was weird, and it's like, okay, come on, Jim, like don't talk to the family, just get out of here. Yeah, go back to your trailer. Um, but I, I mean, you gotta respect him for it too, man. That's uh, that's something I could probably, I don't know, actually, I'm not gonna say it. I don't know. Christian Bale as well, like. You know his dramatic weight losses and um, Jared Leto. Those guys are just. I mean, like, see, I always, I always have a good excuse for those guys. When you have money like that and you have nutritional people oh, yeah. like all around you, and you go to the doctor and get some good steroids, <laughs> I think you might be okay. Now, please forgive me if you know, like, if anyone gets upset over this, but like, I don't know. I'm just saying it's pretty quick how he can <laughs> change his body that quickly. He's got doctors and nutritionists um, and yeah, trainers. And, and uh, I'm sure there's four people on his team that just worry about his body in general, and that's it. And I know, you know, it's like once, you know, come on, there's no way. It's funny when he went off on that. Well, that's also about the time when I was going crazy in Hollywood at that apartment, um, drinking, partying, was when Christian Bale said, oh, good for fucking you. To that video or that uh, DP. Oh, the photographer that walked across in the scene? I know that DP, Shane, and that guy is an idiot. Oh, really? And you you actually know him? I've been on a set that he's been on, and he's oh, like a menace no. everywhere he goes. So Christian Bale, we don't menace. blame you. We're, we stand with Christian. We don't wow. think you're out of line. Yeah, you, don't, you, you wouldn't understand, especially when you've been shooting all day and you're trying to get this shot. And you're like, and one guy just takes one guy or one cell phone ring or just one drop of a pen. You go, mother, I just did this. And now I got to do it again and again and again because of you. Um, it could be frustrating. But, yeah, it was uh, that that was funny. I, you know, I actually did. <laughs> this is even funnier. We used that joke in a play at Universal Studios called Halloween Horror Nights. And it was like a thing that I did during the summer. Um, it was like a stage dance show. And that you went to Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal Studios and you would go see this show and it was Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. So it was Bill and Ted's and they instead of going to historical places, they would go to movies and we would make all these spoof jokes. It was like scary movie on stage live. And they <laughs> used that bit with that voiceover with some guy walking out and when Bill and Ted went into a uh, that movie and that's pretty funny they just have like some idiot walking across <laughs> the stage and he freaked out yeah that was hot for a minute everywhere I was at Bonnaroo Music Festival walking around talking to myself yelling at everywhere yelling at a cinematographer everyone's videoing me I was like I did that for like a year just <laughs> good for you I, I feel like your subconscious likes it like I feel like like <laughs> I, I mean when you're you know when you're on autopilot you know like that and you're, you know like people are filming you because you know you can see you, you can see it and you're like you're kind of like yeah Let's do it. Yep. Keep going, baby. <laughs> Keep filming me. Sure. I need attention. I That's what brought me on here. I thought I was, you know, I learned to play guitar when I was like 15 and I came out here when I was 23. I thought they were giving record contracts out at LAX airport and uh, it's, you know, anything but that. Uh, you could be the most talented singer-songwriter, the most insanely gifted actor, and you probably won't even get noticed. Uh, you might get a couple little... Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. There's a few people that I'm like, wow, that guy is... 
way better than my or gal you know it's like wow they got skills and they're just they're not even represented like like stuff like that mm. like you're like dude um that's crazy a lot of these top actors even like uh ricky gervais said on the golden globes was are actors even actors anymore they're almost just you know instagram models on steroids oh yeah i i i did catch that and that's the <laughs> truth though it's a lot of it these guys really are just, is your job's to look pretty and you know you say the most bullshit uh, lines and i i hate scripts. it i hate instagram because i because i think why i hate it is because i'm so bad at it yeah, and you're not i don't know it at all I, i'm not <laughs> i'm not but i hate it like dude I, and i just got it again uh it like in last february so like I've been off of it for off the grid for seven years and I've never felt better. But I'm just saying, you were I off hate. That long? Uh, yeah, seven years. I think I because like I was bitter after I lost that show on on ABC, The Gates. You know, after it got canceled, and I was like, well, forget this. No one's like me. And I had like I don't know, ten thousand <laughs> followers, and I can't. I deleted all every picture. I deleted everything. And it was like, yeah, like stick it to the man. And I'm like, no, no there's no man to stick it to, buddy. And then everyone's like, oh, you had. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of weight and I'm like yeah well but I'll do it again but it's not even almost social media at this point with Instagram Facebook's a fucking nightmare because it's just arguing and I don't even touch it there. not even on it can't even oh, great, great. never been on I it I notice you're not on Facebook but Instagram it's like you need it to display what you're doing it's such a useful tool I mean like Chris D'Elia I see him all the time at no, I get Laugh that. Factory I get that he made his whole career just by doing funny little 10 second videos and right. I, I when he does his Eminem bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he started, you know, Justin Bieber saw one, reposted it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have 100,000 people looking at you as opposed to 3,000. Yeah, that's and, true. And, you know, then you got to keep coming up with content. And it's, I, I, guess uh, I, I guess I get, like, spiteful in a way where I'm like, uh, oh, who's going oh, to see this? Really, like, well, I'm, even gonna, I'm not going to put it up. But it's like, no, I'll put it up. Yeah. Put it up. Show them what we're doing. And and I do when I do when I do work like when this happens when this movie happens like you're gonna see you know some footage you're gonna see some uh, some pictures like I, I'll I'll dance a little bit all right I'll get in there some some of the Instagram stories I watch are more entertaining than some of the television I tune into is that right I mean there's like. Chris has got a, David Spade probably has the best Instagram story ever yeah he lives he's, somewhere uh, he's by the nice. the Beverly Hills <laughs> sign and, and BH and he goes and films people while they're taking their Instagram model pictures and right. from the BH sign and just grills them, makes fun of them and it's just, <laughs> it's hilarious because David Spade's sitting behind a tree with his little phone and yeah. filming these little 15 year old girls trying to do their photo shoot <laughs> and he just, you know, makes fun of them. It's, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy going on musicians, especially it, I can see their tour dates uh, you know, a lot of times drummers or someone in the band will do a behind-the-scenes thing of what they're at the Beacon Theater in New York, and it's just it's right. cool. You get access um, to, you know, great talents. Um, When's the last time you've been to the uh, Palladium in Hollywood? Oh, did I see a show with you there? The Kills? I saw The Kills. No, I don't um, think so. No, I, I had to search my brain there I for a know. second. I don't know. Isn't Coldplay <laughs> playing tonight or something? Yeah, that's uh, that's actually where I was gonna go with. I saw it when I was driving by the Beverly Center. I was like, "Oh shit, Coldplay at the Palladium." <laughs> They're doing a charity. They? Oh, okay, that's for, all. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, I was like, "Aren't they kind of staple center worthy?" <laughs> oh yeah, they fill up the Rose Bowl when they play here. You know, yeah, Jesus, people. They're yeah. doing it's Grammy. Grammys are coming up, which is, um, you know, everyone's they're probably doing a, a video there or something and. Uh, 
they um yeah so so the tickets are probably like what 500 bucks each yeah because it's charity wise right probably of course and uh black keys played the forum last night uh gary clark jr's coming back out and they're doing a prince tribute with chris martin a cold play and Mavis Staples and all these greats at the LA Convention Center. Oh wow! Um, yeah, Grammys are fun out here. That's that's the cool stuff about living out here is when you're in entertainment, you have access to cool parties and. Oh, dude! I used to work at Chateau Marmont, oh, so with there? with Nevada. No, okay. not there anymore. But when I was when I was there, it, it was uh, we oh, would do the Grammys, Jay Z and Beyonce party there, <laughs> and dude, that Ace of Spades everywhere, okay, you know, because that's his uh, that's his thing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was, it's incredible, but those parties alone, like Chateau Marmont is, uh, whoa, uh, is a staple center for all, for them all. Yeah. <laughs> all the Grammy parties, all Oscars, SAG Awards, everything. That's probably the hottest party is always at Always the hottest, yeah. It's always, yeah, everyone goes there. Um, or Vanity Fair is Oscars, but, um, for the Vanity Fair does a party at Chateau or, or, um, 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 Mondrian. Or the Beverly Hills Hotel. They, they'll have, like, years where they'll go with Chateau for three years, and they'll give them, like, sonority. That's what's... Uh, everything I've done out of here of merit and that's been a cool project has been just of networking. It's been because I know somebody, and I get to tag along, and then this person's a creative or a producer, and then they'll put you in something or give you a job on set. Um, knowing people is just... If you can network out here, you can really maneuver around... Um, I was at a, the Grammy party one year. I'm sitting there taking shots with Jeff Ross, Baba Bowie from the Howard Stern Show, yes. Elvis Presley's ex-wife, and like Brandon Jenner or something. And it was and like one of the American Idol contestants and the Alabama Shakes. We're all sitting there doing a shot game. Alabama Shakes, They're amazing. Brittany Howard, I love them. Fucking revelation. Um, but you know, getting in the rooms and it's just like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come on? I got, you know amazing people coming on this podcast just because they you know i met him in person and i said hey, Dude, you know this. who you need do you need to get in contact with this girl from norway she's 13 years old greta and thornburg? she sounds like a audrey or something like, wait. <laughs> greta thornburg wait, oh, yeah. okay i was like wait no God, not her not no not How her dare you? not her no she's How uh, dare she's, you? she's she's too busy trying to save the world uh on instagram yeah on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I'm talking about this girl that she's saying uh, a cover for uh, from Queen, and her arrangement of how she actually did it was so nice and so brilliant and so and so Bohemian jazzy. Rhapsody? No, um, what was it? Uh, oh God, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna look it up simultaneously as we're talking here. Sure. Um, but uh, she, how do I not? remember this um yeah you get a viral video too then you got a record contract yeah, the next day just she, got a two million she won america's got talent in norway when she was seven years old comes on stage barefoot kills it gets the golden buzzer of course um and and she was so good the arrangement of how she did it was so cool and it's like one of those things where you're watching you're like oh my god did this girl has she's she's got it like it's insane but how she did it wasn't like you know karaoke time it's uh she put her she put her artist standpoint on it, where it was like it would the. It's so weird when you you gotta watch it. It's really really good. All right, let me get you. Let me let me show you this name. Yeah. Uh, stand by. That's how that one lady ghetto bird going by. Um, what's the one? Did Adele or no? What's that lady from London that got noticed on the internet? And 
You know oh, what I'm I about? don't know what uh, the operatic crazy huge voice. She's like an old sixty year old. Oh yeah, no, she yeah she went on AGT or Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, already. and she got a record deal. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like what's her name? Not Susan. It's something. It's something. Susan I, Boyle. Yes. Susan Boyle. It is a Susan Boyle. It is okay. <laughs> um, wait, stand by. Here we go. Wait, hold oh, yeah. on. Where is this dumb? That's. I. But also, while you're looking that up, I. Um, Thirteen-year-old Wilds America's Got Talent judges with Bohemian Rhapsody cover. I was right, Travis. Over here, look at our producer. Is it really Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. You got the name of she her? She just because she only she doesn't go obviously in the uh, the Angelina Jolie. What is it? What is it? Angelina Jordan. Angelina Jordan. So yeah, so that's close. Fake name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the one hell of a stage name. Speaking of stage names, uh, when I first started, uh, my agency was trying to get me to change my name because my middle name is Wayne, so they were trying to get me to Travis Wayne instead of Travis Caldwell. Travis and I was Wayne? like, uh, I was like Travis Wayne. Uh, I was like, that sounds nice, but I think I might be fresh out of Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, Travis like, Wayne. how you doing there, uh, Travis Wayne? Caldwell. I'll play the bad guy. Yeah, I play bad guy. That's it, dude. Have you seen Nocturnal Animals by uh, Tom Ford's film? Yeah, how 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 you know he always shows up to set in a suit every day to direct <laughs> in a suit, a full three piece suit. He's not a hands on director like that. Yeah, he hands really on. Yeah, it's not just full a three piece suit. Title. No, no matter what, like all, necktie, neck bar, you know, and even that little thing that goes under the uh, the, the tie. That, <laughs> yeah. that what, I don't even know what that is, but it looks cool. <laughs> it goes like right underneath the tie like this, and it pushes it out, so it pr- makes it more yeah, prominent. But it's I know a silver bar, and then he has you know a bar tie, and then or, or the bar, you know, but Jesus, but yeah, That's how he directs, it's, uh, dude, directing uh, directing a movie in a three piece suit, like classic nineteen twenties. The uh, only reason I thought of that film was because uh, they shoot that in Texas, and it's those guys that kidnap uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's family, rape right. and kill them. No, is it what Amy Adams? Like their name, Travis Wayne. What's that? Amy Adams is in that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Travis Wayne. They uh, and actually, um, the last scenes filmed at that. What's the name of that Japanese restaurant on top of Hollywood Hills, right there? Yukush- Yoshimoro. Yeah, I think the no, no, that's the fast food restaurant. No, <laughs> Yoshinoya <laughs> Beef Bowl. Oh uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Yoshinoya wait. Beef Bowl is disgusting. No, wait, what's that place called? I know what you're talking about, but the Magic Castle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's this old gigantic Japanese restaurant that sits in the Hollywood Hills, and uh, that last scene of Nocturnal Animals is filmed there. It's Amazing. It's something with a Y. I know it's something with a Y. We need somebody. Uh, I just said to my buddy that's yeah. We're gonna cue the cue producer again. <laughs> get the uh, drop uh, top behind us. We uh, wait. What was I gonna? Um, oh, Ao. <laughs> I see you. Um, oh wait, I now I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, talking about oh, yeah, I was. I, I watched this uh, documentary uh, yesterday on uh, Hulu. And I think it's not Steve Rogers. It's something Rogers, this magician who's blind, and he's a card mechanic. So there's an illusionist, there's a magician, and the, you know there's a mechanic. And they, and magicians, I guess, so to speak, don't only like respect mechanics, but they they respect the skill because it's a cheat, so to speak, like in a gambling world. Uh-huh. And he's so good at it and can't see anything. And I'm like, how <laughs> can you know? Like, how do you know? There's no. He doesn't speak Braille either because he hates it. 
uh, doesn't accept the fact that he's blind, which is awesome. Um, but then again, he don't. I mean, he's he's so cool. You gotta watch it. it's on Hulu. Um, I, I it's called Delt or Deal. I, I think it's called Delt, and wow. he is incredible, and he is so good. He never puts down a deck of cards. I was at Nam yesterday. This musicians conference thing, whatever. It's just like a giant guitar center. But they're like, yeah, Stevie Wonder always comes every day from like eight to five. I'm like, what the fuck does he do here? You know, I'm sure. Do you believe nice. that he's not? Or do you I, think? I he's, think he's not blind. You don't think he's not he, blind? Did you ever hear the Shaq story in the elevator, where <laughs> no. Shaq was Shaq was uh, in the elevator like back when they used to live on the in the same building, I guess, which is kind of odd. Out here? Yeah. No, I think it was New York. Oh wow, Shaq. And Maybe Steve. I might be I might be very wrong, but I know uh, the location wise. But he said this. Um, and he was like in an elevator with Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder was like, "Hey, what's up, Big Diesel?" Oh, yeah. and, and he's and he's like, "Oh, yo, he saw me." But I was like, "Well, what kind of building were you living in at the time where it was Stevie Wonder was just getting up, or is he cool enough, or like was Shaq cool enough? Like when this had to be later in life, right? Because if they're living in the same building, they had to be pretty uh, prestigious. It's not like it's not two young guys. I don't think I think it was I mean, after the fact, but like still." Those uh, in the, in the, in the elevator. Why would he reveal himself? <laughs> Maybe you can see just a little. Yeah. Maybe what's just a little. Who's that? What's that comic that he's like? Can we get Stevie a fucking peek? Is uh, it, wasn't it Dave Chappelle? No. Uh, Cat Williams. I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's Chris Rock. It's it is Blacker. He's like, we can do all this, go to the moon, do this and that. We can't give Stevie a fucking peek. But he already sees, so he's playing the big scam. So who are you voting for in 2020? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh God. You know, uh, bottom line, um, Just bottom line, up. bottom line, I've Andrew never Yang. voted and I've never registered. I actually. And that's so, you know, uh, okay, call it as you see it, immature or, you know, not responsible and not whatever. But, you know, please respect that decision that I made that I was like it's oh, not yeah. even a lazy something but I'm laughing my ass off these people online I'm like what's <laughs> up look at this but then of course it affects us <laughs> dearly but then uh, I, I'm such a degenerate like I, I maybe I should go to register to vote uh, I gotta I gotta go I gotta go register to vote right now your co-workers and colleagues in this town will eat you alive after they hear oh, this oh no I, oh, I of course but then uh, if if I if you go any route, you're going to Yeah, be don't. No, we're not talking about politics. No, no. <laughs> we're not talking about this. <laughs> it's insane out here, though. I mean, it's just, you, no matter what you do, you're just, you got to just not say anything. Yeah, Drew, what, what, what church do you go to? I. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to church. I believe in God. I, God saved my life numerous times. With, you know, I've quit drinking 13 months ago. And yeah, someone's got her back. I don't even have a desire to drink anyways. Like, I was just in Vegas for New Year's Eve, and I I laugh at drinkers. I'm like, you know, I don't mind if you do. You're drinking right now. I have sure. a cocktail. It's fun. You can relax. It's, but uh, take a puff of herb or exercise. And Yeah, sure. Know, I don't want to wind up riding around with Freddie at 3 in the morning uh, in Freddy. the valley. Shout out to Freddie, man. A, uh, what is Freddie's uh, Ace Limo Service? Ace or no, it's limo. ATM Limo Service. Okay. they'll have you at the ATM at 5 a.m. getting 800 ATM. bucks out for yeah, of him course. just driving you around. I mean, I think the other thing about uh, 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 just... Uh, People are asking, like, who is this guy with you all the time? I'm like, it's Freddie. You know yeah. Freddie? He's, he's, I'm taking him, like, goal. He's meeting, like, these producers. Yeah, he's a friend, actors. a driver, a security guard. He's everything <laughs> that you want him to be. And he'll do it. He was a, he was a sport. 
I love him. I miss him. <laughs> Freddie, if you're out there and see this at all, come back home. We love you, Freddie. We want to ride with you. We love you very much. What's next for you um, after the that film? As soon as, as I'm unemployed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That actors uh, are freelance. Unless you're on a staff truly is. Yeah, of a TV show. We're the most brilliant version of a 1090, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. You're getting a freelance right. position. No, it's, it's uh, be, the, this the, is a big shoot, so it's six weeks then. The, yeah, they use that as leverage. So like, so as soon as you book, um, you know, it's the agency's job to kind of say, all right, now we got some kind of clout or some kind of like weight or some legs, is usually what they say. And they're like, okay, we're gonna use this and um, <coughs> try to get you <coughs> in the next room. You know, excuse me. Um, and that's the whole point. You know, just to kind of see the the next room and uh and get on another tv show where you have that consistent work um yeah because i'm trying to start a family drew i'm, I'm trying to get out Are of here really i want a house i want some uh, little i want some little ones get to and Iowa it would City, be nice ohio and you can pick up a house for about 60 grand pop i ain't going kids. there because <laughs> no yeah it's a lot Phoenix, it's very vacant because they're all here degrees God no, Everyone's no! I'm not going. California. I, I, Austin, I, I totally older get it. Colorado. You know, when it, when the time comes, I think I would uh, maybe go uh, probably NorCal. Not even that far. Yeah, Central Coast is cool too. I'm not talking about like Calabasas. I'm talking about you know, something, <laughs> you know, something a little further. You know, something, Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Fresno. Catch me. I'm too selfish <laughs> to have a kid. I think I just they take up all your time, and. I mean, like, like I said, this is a this is down the road. But I'm just saying, like, like I just want to win, just to get me out. I've had enough. I'm done with this dumb journey. Please, that's like why get me on a machine of a show, like a like a even like a CSI, you know, anything. Oh, yeah. And you can't belittle those things, you know. It's a job's a job. Go to the job, and then I want to get me out of there, and then I want to build television on the back end, behind the camera, um, and that's the whole goal, you know. So I don't have to keep performing. Um, I saw you on CSI. Was that CSI New York or CSI Minneapolis or CSI Topeka, Kansas or CSI? Uh, yeah, CSI Fresno. Um, Which one were you on? It's Miami. <laughs> CSI Miami? Yeah, yeah. That's all cool. And, day, right? uh, I saw no, you no, that's uh, Inside Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, he's another good story. Yeah, LL. NCIS. Chris O'Donnell and LL. LL. Chris O'Donnell was Batman too. Or no, he was Robin. Robin, yeah. And he was in School Ties. The Bachelor? Oh, yeah. The Bachelor with Artie Lang's as sidekick. Kind of low-key nice. Like, I like that Renee movie. Zellweger's in that, too. Yeah. Wait, what? Renee really? Zellweger's his love interest that he's like. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't even remember that. She yeah. was in, like, Richard Langletter's Dazed and Confused. Yeah. And it's I love seeing, you know, huge actors, what they were doing beforehand. I know, the smallest little bits. And. Yeah, especially that with Richard Langlader and his uh, early films. You know, there's so many great people in there. Yeah, thank you, young lady. Thank Appreciate you, young that, lady. Um, what was I going to talk to you about? Uncut Gems. That is a constant two hours of anxiety and panic. Have you seen it? So I have not, but I'm sp apparently supposed to get a screener of it, and the screener is like those movies that they send you when you're a part of SAG, which is really nice. Um, I heard that it, it is a, a block. It's like maybe I don't know what four blocks, right? And it's a little like a little place in New York that's never changed, always is the same. So tight knit, nobody leaves, nobody goes anywhere. That's their country. 
and it's right there and those guys all know each other they they know who your mother is they know who your father is they, yeah. they always hang out they're they're they never leave they always eat in the same place and it's uh, always right there and it's so i think that's what makes it so rich too because it's like the, there's if Authentic. you want to go to one place that's the only place to go but i heard adam sandler dives in so much did he get nominated for for best actor or no I don't know. Because I heard it was worthy enough for him to actually get a pat on the back. Um, I mean, it was great. I don't think it's better like, than there's Joaquin's no, like, there's performance. No, like, but no, but I'm just saying, like, you know, to be in that. He's oh, yeah. never been nominated in a world like that. that. Did the remember his audio uh, CDs that he had when you were a kid about shoving, shoving a shampoo bottle up your ass and then shoving up your oh, ass God. on a medium pace to go from that. To now being nominated for Best Actor. Um, I thought he'd be a, a, f- uh, nominated for Punch Drunk Love. Also, Spanglish. That was, was good. good. Spanglish is good. But it's like. He's uh, just always the kind but of. But Uncle Jim's, I, that's what I was saying. Like, risk value. Like, it, was there a lot of risk that he took? Like, it couldn't. I mean, you know, what did he really change who he is? Like, no, the, it's did, still Adam Sandler. He's just kind of who he is always. But he's really good in yeah. that. It's the way they shot it, also, 80 millimeter, and it's just a constant. Stress. I mean, I, I saw it right next door in this theater. What they shoot it on? Is that because it look it looks like the tone is like almost blue? Well, yeah, not like quite blue, but you know what I'm talking about. Like there seems like a lens. There's a lens on it. Well, it makes it look kind of filmy. Also, you know that give you different feelings. Um, you know, blue is actually supposed to be a calming color, but um, yeah, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, I won't so say yeah, anything. I'm in over my head. Then I I don't know. What's um. What's one of the most challenging roles you've done? Um, I would say, uh, honestly, really yeah, uh, sure. Um, I, I would say that that first bad guy that I ever transitioned over to, because I think I went, I went so far, because I was like, you know, I got it. It was Criminal Minds, and uh, I know it's not as prestigious as it might sound, because it, you know, it's. It's a show that's like one of those machines of a show, and they do them all the time. But like, you take it really importantly, and like, it's one of those episodes that actually got like a lot of recognition and a lot of like credit and like a lot of like good like feedback of going like, hey, this is the one episode that's like fan favorite kind of thing out of all the seasons. Maybe not the number one, but I'm just saying it's up there um, of looking really good and how it was actually built and the script and. You know, those writers, they do this all the time, right? <clears throat> There's like 22 episodes every season. So it's like, d- okay, here we go. We're doing it again. And it's like we might do it just a little bit differently. But <clears throat> if you really dive in and then everyone's re- in it with you <clears throat> and and it's challenging and there's like a risk value, you can really make it great. And it can be like a, you know, a small little you know, like somebody watching it for the first time, going like, "Wow, this is this is really fun to watch." This is also kind of intense. Like, you know, there's there's shows that you watch and you're like, "This episode was far better than this episode." Well, why is that? Is it the actors that are diving in? I mean, <clears throat> is it the uh, the script and how it was built? Um, but that was that was something that was a really great, perfect thing that happened for me, where I had this ability to take something that was zero and make it 10 and um, everybody jumped on board because when you dive in <clears throat> they're going to try to compete the other actor yeah. is going to try to compete you with bar. you to you know to you know you're 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 th- playing catch but sometimes the other guy throws a little harder and you're like all right i'm gonna throw back I love that. and it really it came out to be something really great and uh, i'm really proud of it so yeah that criminal minds episode was actually um, 
pretty promising. So it was really nice. It's it's so <coughs> insane what actors do, but I had a little taste on a show called <coughs> Bring the Funny. Um, I had one line. And Bring it, the Funny. NBC's Bring the Funny. It's uh, it just they just did their first oh season. yeah 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 Stand-up yeah yeah comics. I'm like That's an extra right. with a line, pretty much a step up from just like, like in a small bit. <laughs> yeah, there's just like before, like we're coming in and. It's me and my friend Josh Johnson, who's an actor as well, uh, Marcus Johnson's son, NBA legend. And we walk into this club and we sit down and we're like, who's ready for some comedy? And I look right <laughs> in the camera and they're the... Uh, right down the, the barrel, DP baby. Goes, don't look in the camera. It's called breaking the fourth wall, as if you don't know. Yeah, you're looking down the barrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, So I'm like, all right, all right, stop, reset, action. I look right in the camera. You called it? Wait, you, wait, you called it? You said... <laughs> no, the DP or the Oh, director. I thought you said it like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Can like you imagine? I on that one. Okay. So, third time, come back up. Who's ready for some comedy? I'm looking right in the camera. The whole set... I mean, there's literally 150 people standing around from gaffers to G&E to light people to actors sure. to extras. I mean, everybody's right. looking like, who the Standard. fuck yeah. is this idiot? Because like, everybody's <laughs> so bent out of shape because they have to just keep waiting. On Wait, it. did you feel like that? or, they, or did oh, they, you know, I started... You I knew was a little teary-eyed. I was sweating profusely. <laughs> My buddy's even like, dude, just don't look at the camera. And it was yeah, like, stop you're doing not that. on fucking Snapchat, player. And... <laughs> <laughs> I just kept doing it, and I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. I'm so uncomfortable right now. And right. It's just because everyone's looking at you, and they, you know that they just fucking hate you. It's like right. somebody that fucks up in line at a grocery store, and when they're in front of you and there's 20 people, and then their credit card doesn't work, and then they need to return something. And, right. But it's like that times 100. And <laughs> it's just that was enough for me to know that yeah, I don't ever want to do this. All their weight on top of you, and you're very heavy. So yeah, about forty <laughs> minutes to do about five takes of that, and then they ended up cutting it out. And I no, told, and I got on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, it was like I was called on there to do this, and I screwed up my boy Josh's thing too because he was, oh, we were all God. supposed to be on camera, got a special fee, and I called everyone and their mother up back in. Florida and Chicago, Indiana, my mom in Georgia, and I said, this is going to be on this date. Look for your boy. I'm right. coming out. Yep. And then nothing Classic. happened. And it's not like he called the producer and be yeah. like, hey, uh, you guys cut me? Yeah. It's a little one-line actor, but it's... Yeah, rule number one. Form like that. Never in <laughs> say a serious anything. Ro- serious role. Yeah. Don't <laughs> never say anything. Lesson learned. Yeah. It's, uh, so like, I've been this guy's an idiot, man. I'm like, oh, shit. No, but I mean, hey, well, that'll never happen again, right? So, but yeah, if there's one little glitch, I mean, you're gonna though, work again. But I'm just saying that's never gonna happen again. You're never gonna make that same mistake. I stay on this side of the camera, except for yeah. these little fun interviews. Don't look in the camera. I know your lines. Um, I know you got to get going here. I uh, we we have revolving guests. We got uh, Johnny Radlett's coming back. Oh, I would love to come back. I would love to come back. I think we should uh, build more of a panel and uh, uh, really have a. <laughs> Uh, a, you know, a bigger discussion here because I, I we we got a lot of good ones. I, I and I'm I'm just scratching the surface here of uh, other things that we can actually talk about other than well, the acting world of artistry. Dinner you have to go to, and um, then you got a little high profile. Here. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that. It's just you know the the lady might shoot me in the throat don't because tell the uh, fans that you're you have a girlfriend. You have to always re- look. Oh no, I said a lady. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> down the barrel. Should we? 
killing me. She already doesn't like me, I don't think. So now she really Oops. won't like me for keeping here uh, so long. Stop but it. But yeah, I um, I love talking to you. You've been a good friend for a long time. Helped me out many times, and uh, just a good spirit. And I think, you know, you deserve everything you get with this uh, big project in Detroit. This film. Thank and, you for um, saying that, man. You know, Thank I've you. From seeing you work so hard for so many years, it's you know, it's. Your I'm time. in too deep. I'm in too deep. I can't go anywhere now. I gotta stay. And just everything I appreciate you do in what life, you, said. you work hard at. So, I mean, Travis Caldwell, uh, your Instagram's what? Travis official? Wayne. No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Travis Caldwell Official. Travis Caldwell Official. Look for his uh, new film coming out. IMDb will tell you other projects he's been in. We're going to get him back on this podcast and talk about 13-year-old uh, singers and politics and <laughs> fun stories. She's uh, nice, nice. you got to listen to that. You're going to like that. I know. I dig it. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, guys.